Rise and shine, you Syracuse superfans. It's time to pour yourself a tall, delicious glass of orange fizz. Syracuse recruiting news, insider information, latest SU buzz. The Syracuse blogosphere comes to life on the central New York airwaves. It's Fizz Radio. Welcome to another edition of the FizzCast. Tim Leonard alongside J.D. Rachi here talking all things Syracuse basketball after a big convincing win over the Cornell Big Red last night here on the FizzCast. You can check out all our content on orangefizz.net. We're also on Twitter and Facebook at Orange Fizz. But, J.D., let's get right into this. Jimmy Bayheim, the son of Jim Bayheim, scored the first five points of the game for the Cornell Big Red, but after that, they really struggled, shooting just 25% from the field, and it was that SU defense that carried the orange all night long. Yeah, they looked really good. You know, sometimes the knock against the 2-3 zone is that it gives up some open perimeter shots, and they really didn't do that last night. Matt Morgan, one of the best three-point shooters in the country for Cornell, really struggled last night from the field. Went just 2 of 7 from beyond the arc and 3 for 9 from the field as a whole. So it was really good job from Syracuse to get out on get out on shooters and contest shots when they needed to. Yeah, and we saw that press play a factor again in Barama Sidibe and Paswell Chukwu really were forces in the back half of that 2-3 zone. They've been the anchors all season long. So another good performance from the defense, as we expected. That's going to be the unit that's carrying this team all season. But when you look at the offensive end, Tyus Battle had a good game. He wasn't super efficient, but he still racked up 18 points, really found his stroke in the second half. O'Shea Brissett, also not super efficient, but he did rack up another double-double, 11 points, 10 rebounds. What stood out for you offensively? Because this is where the team really needs to improve. We know the defense is there. We know they've been creating defensive turnovers, turning that into offense, but this is still a lesser opponent. The offense has to get better. Who are you looking at specifically, or who stood out after that first game against Cornell? Well, I think Tyus Battle, obviously, is the standout guy on offense. He had the best day. He had 18 points, went 6-14 of from the field. That's the best shooting percentage that anybody on the team even came close to, even though it was below that 50% mark that you'd, you'd like to see out of your best score. But what impressed me the most with Tyus Battle was last year this team kind of settled for a lot of three-point shots. They just kind of, that was their game. John Gillen, Andrew White, Tyler Lydon. Last night, we saw Tyus Battle attack the basket. We saw him create his own shot. We saw him pull up from the mid-range, and we saw him making those shots pretty consistently. So if Tyus Battle continues to do that, and continues to be effective not only from behind the three-point line, but also inside the arc, creating his own shot, then this Syracuse offense is going to run right through him. Yeah, he was really efficient last year, but he was kind of that third or fourth option, and you have to change your game completely when you become the go-to guy. As you mentioned, he has to be more aggressive. He has to attack the basket. If his three-point shot isn't working, he has to find ways to work around that and really be you know, you know, know, attacking the basket and creating your own shot. Last year, he was shooting a lot of his threes in the catch-and-shoot manner, or it often was John Gillen driving and kicking it out to him. You think about that Clemson game winner. That's an example of that. This year, he's going to have to create off the dribble. So his efficiency numbers might go down a little bit, but I'm not too worried about that. Overall, I've seen enough from him in these first three games. Each game, he scored at least 18 points, and he seems to be right around that mark. I expect that to continue, and I think he's comfortable being the leader even as a sophomore. Yeah, one thing I am a little worried about, though, is the team's efficiency as a whole. Just shot 41% from the field last night, and that's against a Cornell team that's, let's face it, not very good. Right. 
you're going to face much much tougher competition, even in the next couple of weeks, even in the non-conference schedule, not to mention in the ACC. So Syracuse is going to have to be a lot more efficient. They kind of found their way in the second half, shot 51% from the field in the second half. But we've seen it with Syracuse football this season. Teams get off to slow starts, and then they have to kind of turn the Jets on in the second half. Syracuse didn't need to do that this week, or last night, I should say, because Cornell is, again, not the best team you're going to face. But if Syracuse continues to get off to slow starts and Syracuse continues to kind of dawdle in the first half, it's going to spell some serious trouble for the Orange moving forward. Yeah, I mean, you got to take everything with a grain of salt because these first three opponents, including the exhibition games, have been two D one D two teams, excuse me, and then Cornell, a lesser D one team that went eight and twenty one last year. But the half court offense improved a little bit last night. I'd still like to see some more ball movement. It seems like they're a little stagnant and. Frank Howard was better, just one turnover, which is the big thing for him. Every time, that's immediately what SU fans are doing, I'm sure, looking at the box score after the game, is how many turnovers did Frank have? Because that's going to be a key factor. He's kind of that de facto X factor for Syracuse this year at the point guard position. I'm curious to get your thoughts, though, on Barama Sidibe, because he's really shined so far. You look at O'Shea Brissett, he's putting up numbers on the offensive end, and then you've got the other freshman, Barama Sidibe, who's really outplayed his initial ranking and showing that he can put up numbers on the defensive side of the ball. He played 20 minutes last night, and Pascal Chukwu played 19 minutes. Chukwu, of course, started and did the initial jump ball. Do you think Jim Beheim, after seeing the past three games, including those two exhibition games, is contemplating maybe switching that up at all because Sidibe's looked great? Well, I don't think is going to start quite yet. Just because Chukwu is the veteran, he does have a little bit of experience in this 2-3 zone and in this Jim Beheim system. But the way he's played through the first couple games, the exhibition, and then this Cornell game, I think that he's going to be starting at some point this season. Could come as soon as the middle to end of conference play. Because if Sidibe continues to look the way he's looked, then he is certainly your best option at the center position. We've talked about his defense. That's his best skill set. He's a fantastic defender. Great length, great size, high basketball IQ rim protector, shot blocker, right in the middle of that 2-3 zone. That's the kind of anchor you want. But the most impressive thing for me so far looking at Sidibe through the first couple of games has been his offense. He's shown that he's not just a raw prospect on the offensive side of the ball. He only shot three shots last night. All three of them went in. So if he continues to have that kind of efficiency, if he continues to pick his spots and make shots when he needs to, then Barama Sidibe is going to blossom into something special for this Syracuse basketball team. Yeah, he's looked really poised so far for a freshman. You mentioned his offense. He seems to have some great back-to-the-basket post moves in his repertoire that's only going to get better as time goes on. So something to watch whether we will see Sidibe take over that Chukwu starting spot. Another conversation is the point guard position because we know Frank Howard comes into the season with a lot to prove after a couple shaky seasons in his Syracuse career so far to this point. Geno Thorpe is kind of that backup point guard, so to speak. He's sort of the SU six man right now. Whether we will see him get into the starting lineup is another topic. He's nursing or he's dealing with that injury a little bit. But last night, I don't know about you, but I didn't see enough from the guy, from Geno Thorpe, the USF transfer, just because he needs to be a veteran presence. Syracuse really needs him this season, especially scoring wise. And he was just four for 13 from the field last night. He's got to be better than that. Yeah, you know, he had the second most points on the team, though, so even though he's taking a lot of shots and he's not making a lot of them, at least he's making a concerted effort to score the basketball. That's the kind of thing I want to see from Geno Thorpe, because 
Right now, Frank Howard isn't prepared to be that scoring threat, that scoring, the kind of combo guard with Tyus Battle to make to put the ball in the basket. But if Geno Thorpe can be that off the bench, then Frank Howard can be your starting point guard the whole season. He can be a facilitator, had four assists last night to lead the team. So Frank Howard can be that facilitator, that pass-first point guard, and then Geno Thorpe can come on up, come in off the bench. He can shoot the three ball. He can get a couple of buckets for you, and that's kind of the, that's kind of what you want if your if your starting point guard is going to be pass first. Then let's have your first guard off the bench be a scorer to go along with Tyus Battle. Right, SU definitely needs all the scoring they can get, and Thorpe could kind of fill some of that void, specifically off the bench. So something to watch. Let's just break down what this game means, though. Syracuse rolls past Cornell 77-45. to Great defensive performance. We did an article for OrangeFizz.net this week previewing kind of the crystal ball projections for this team and what their record will be at the end of the year. I said 16-15. and You said 17-14 and for Syracuse. We're both in agreement that they're not going to make the tournament. Did that sort of change for you after seeing this game? Are you maybe more in the ballpark of 18 or 19 wins? Is I mean, because it was an encouraging performance. Yeah, I just don't think that after watching this team struggle against Southern New Hampshire at times and struggle against Southern Connecticut State, yes, this Cornell win is good, but it's again, it's Cornell. They were 8-21 and last year. It's not a super impressive win. I didn't see super impressive things out of really anybody. I mean, Tyce Battle had a good game, but we we knew that was going to happen. We knew that he was the most talented player on this Syracuse basketball team. So I just didn't see too much to change my opinion quite yet. If they continue to impress, they continue to roll to big victories in the next couple of games as even the non-conference schedule kind of ramps up in, the, in terms of the quality of teams you're playing, then maybe I'll turn my opinion. But right now... Syracuse is kind of who we thought they were going to be. Yeah, I tend to agree with you, J.D. So a good performance, one game down for Syracuse. They roll past Cornell, 77-45. to Next on the calendar for Jim Beheim's bunch is a Tuesday meeting with Iona. Orange Fizz will have all your coverage of that one. Check out Orange Fizz on Twitter and Facebook, as well as orangefizz.net for a written recap of what we saw from that game. And then on the iTunes Pod Center, you can find this podcast and so much more. Recapping Iona will be next on our agenda here at Orange Fizz, but that'll do it for this recap. For J.D. Rachi, I'm Tim Leonard. Have a great rest of your day, Syracuse.